one of the things that um, sometimes becomes an issue meditation is is control and how much control and is control a bad thing um, somehow forcing things um, yet we do all the time live under a lot of guiding parameters in our lives and probably the most uh, useful thing to to recognize in this area is just that um, we're always under control of something um, when you understand sankharas to be what they are there's always some program running and uh, most of us are under the control of degrees of 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 unknowing ignorance uncertainty imbalances of one kind or another and we're working a way out of that so it's not as if we're starting from a blank sheet where everything's level we're already starting from a controlled situation under the control of birth, aging, sickness, death under the control of the metabolism of the body under control of the um, moods of the mind of course the the useful way of uh, guard or being on guard against control is when one's under control of views of self of uh, opinions self imagery and so forth so we're trying to be something that we're not or become something that we're not but you know, which always assumes we already are something <laughs> but the point is not really to work in terms of self but to work just in terms of, of um, Dhamma and when we begin a day in meditation just what, what programs are running for a lot of people the early morning time we're still under the control of degrees of sleepiness dullness the mind isn't that firmly um, bedded it's not that clear Mm. the energy hasn't really risen yet and so how do we assist that how do we guide how do we how do we get the full potential up and running in a skillful, conducive way? So investigation is always helpful. It's investigating the mind state, investigating and investigating the body. Whether there's clarity, whether there's purpose, whether there's peacefulness, whether there's dullness and what kind of assistance is useful just to 
whispering around this entry into Dhamma which as I've said is a matter of being able to access skillful qualities stay with it Mm. let it it develop let it overflow there's a sense of container that can hold these skillful qualities this is the mind and the mind itself um, can be made more solid made more capable by the body so one of the oldest pieces of meditation technology is just the use of body energy to support the mind and we're not looking at some um, self-view to support the mind or some idea of what we should or could be but looking right into accessing the body energy this is one of the most continual basic pieces of meditation technology just that the the breath energy governs will govern the mind will deepen the mind will steady the mind will open the mind will calm the mind will invigorate the mind So when the mental energy is not um, primed, is not ready, is not in capacity, then we go to the body energy, breathing in, breathing out. This will steady, govern, rein in the reckless mind, balance, smooth the rough mind. give firm foothold for the unsteady mind suffuse the uh, dull mind with with vigour so the sense of posture is that which allows the breathing to be as full as possible the shoulders are unhunched the chest open the spine rising out of the pelvis so that the abdomen is open it's not compressed so this torso is lightly held open and you do it really through balancing the spine rather than through um, muscular effort there's a certain muscular effort but it's mostly in the base of the spine just to push down through the base of the spine to allow the spring to occur in the small of the back and the body, rest of the body weight, upper body's weight will rest on that on that axis and then you take the 
cramping or the hunching out of the shoulders let them roll back let your neck be long sense of feeling into the body gently unfolding it when you've been folded up in the sleep position mm. for a few hours it actually needs to be carefully unfolded it's crinkled up spine mm. Mm. sits with upright spine why why is it said that way what we as best as our bodies will allow it's good to sit in this uh, cross-legged position why why is that so if you can do that if your legs will allow that because that really gives you full access to the base of the spine on a very firm basis sitting on a chair and you you don't lean on the back of it you plant your feet flat you get your thighs to rest down and you this slight sense of pushing down through the base of the spine you feel that arching in the lower back and then the so it's a very unforced the body will tend to lift just through that alone then you follow that up let your shoulders roll back lengthen your neck so if you've got, you know, if the spine is a growing column, then energy rises through that spinal channel. This is really basic um, in Indian understanding of energy. Breath energy will then mold and follow that. You unfold the breathing, which is often very shallow, particularly when you're sleeping. So you want to get it to go all the way down to the base of the abdomen, as if you're breathing down into the ground. And even being somewhat deliberate about that just like you're teaching the breath how to walk when it's been dazed or sleepy how does it go all the way down how far does it go and then when it reaches the bottom of the out breath you see what happens, you just hold it there you know, five, even ten seconds just the feel, just so you get a really clear, strong feeling of that uh, part of the body and how the energy builds up and you release and there, there's a kind of slight pull that you let the breath be abdominal rather than chest based 
So it, it's a swelling of the abdomen, pulling the air, pulls the air in the thread through the nose. Feel it gradually filling up midriff, lower chest, upper chest. And it's got the same kind of um, power as falling water. It's falling upwards, but it's got the same. You don't push it, it naturally flows, it comes streaming in. And there's a, this is exactly where you get this sense of energy that is not forced. But to connect to that long breath, you may need to just uh, tinker with it. If your brief breath pattern is under the control of an unclear mind, then establish, make some efforts to establish a breath that will be useful. full breath breathing all the way out and then just holding the breath seeing what having an experiment like that let there be no movement no breathing in and then as it comes in as you let go make it a uh, thin strand another piece of um, meditation technology or understanding of pattern of breath is that the, the, the thinner thread is longer. Often we tend to just uh, take a chunk, like shallow breath is often a, uh, taking a chunk of air, almost gasping, <laughs> slow. It, it's, a, it's a quick breath, it just takes a whole mouthful and you feel the top of the lungs. This you take a thread, a long thread, and you feel from the bottom up. So the mind is regulated from that rather casual sort of grab, careless breath. how the body energy, the breath energy will shape the mind, will tune it, will um, get it in gear, the right gear, rather than being under the gearing of negative forces or forces that are not about waking, but about just sliding into that program of unawakeness, sleepiness, random thinking.
coming down into the abdomen also helps to sh- shift or your center or realign your center to this uh, center of the body to the lower abdomen tends to drift up to the chest or the head so this um, stimulates a lot of thinking you go lower slows the mind down yet brightens it up this is the mind of meditation in some ways it's, it's, it's slow in its movement and it's bright <coughs> 